schedule one. Dave, this is serious. I know. The it. county can take the house. Is a Heather started this. No, you did. Buying too much. It is unmanageable now. Are you bring me a pickle? No, I don't have a pickle. I'm in a pickle. Hello and welcome to Adversary of the Masses, Ramjack Ascendant. Hi guys, I'm Alex, and joining me in the Ramjack Studios today is Brad. Hello! Brad? Hi! <laughs> well, hello, Brad. Nice to see you! It is good to see you too, my friend. Salutations! And good day! Greetings, Brad. How have you been? I'm great. I'm grand. I feel good. Glad to hear it. I'm not crying on the inside this time. I thought you didn't want to talk about that. That's it's fine. Brad, I've had some interesting life experiences since last we we ramjacked. Really? First, I want to say it was Thursday. The company that I work for, a graphic design firm in Cincinnati, went out to one of our clients' baseball games. Okay. Um, they're the Florence Freedom. They're an independent league baseball game, and it was it was a fun time. We had a good, I guess, outing with uh, drinks and food all around and, I guess, Cracker Jacks and peanuts. You know, the basic baseball fare. Okay. So well, we you know I'm a big sports You know I'm a big sports guy. I know how you I love sports. I mastered that sports trivia that time a few episodes ago. Yeah, I, I mean... did that. I, I know my games. That's the game where they hit the ball with a stick. Yeah, that is the game where they hit the ball with a stick. Ta-da! But afterwards, we carpooled there. I had driven. And when I go out, someone has placed this sheet of paper on my windshield. Wow. And I just assume, all right, this is either a Chinese food restaurant, because mm-hmm. I've gotten tons of those downtown, or this is some sort of Christian... Right. I guess. <laughs> Mission work. And I was kind of close, but not really at all. So I dismissed it. I took it off the windshield and just threw it in the car. I didn't even look at it. But right. the next day... Uh, one of my friends who had driven there, who I work with, said, Did you guys take a look at that paper on the windshield closely? Give it another, give it a read. Give it a little glance. And Brad, this is what... I'm oh, sorry, is this a dramatic reading? This is a dramatic reading. Oh, I'm sorry. Welcome um, to another Ramjack dramatic reading. Your mission, if you choose to accept it. The time midnight. On every Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday night. The channel... Insight, Public Access, Channel 99, Digital 422. Your mission, if you choose to no longer submit to political correctness and white guilt, is to watch the show that is like no other, Resistance TV. To hell with just talking about the symptoms of America's ills. It's time we got down to the source, the forbidden truth that is the rotten anti-white establishment would rather have you never know. The resistance is here, and it is televised. Watch the first seven minutes of this month's episode. If you are not inspired to view the rest, then so be it. We are certain that if you give us a look, that you will be intrigued like you've never been before. Our message is not just about spreading the truth. It's about inspiring our people to stand up against the real threat, the real enemy. Remember, he who saves his country violates no laws. Resistance TV. Not left, not right, just white. Since 2000, since 2005, proudly 100% non-kosher programming. Thank you very much. What the what the hell is that? I went to a, a Florence Freedom game and in the right. parking lot that was <laughs> underneath my windshield wiper. What the? 
I was terrified. Why the fuck is there a racist TV show? How is how is this happening in 2011? Fucking hell. This has been going on for six years, Brad. Hey, so, Northern Kentucky, go fuck yourself. I was scared. I was holding a piece of paper thinking these people were by my car. <laughs> Did they put one under my car? When should, I mean, the wiper because my car is white? Ugh. I mean, dude, I... How does this happen? I feel gross to even... Uh, holding on to this in your house, Brad. What but I do have to give it to hell? them. They're, they're I mean, they're not... I mean, the grammar could be better, and obviously the way they wrote it is weird. But you have to give them at least the tagline, not left, not right, just white. It has a ring to it, even though, you know, it's wrong. Oh my god. And gross. Non-kosher programming. We hate the Jews, too, by the way. <laughs> Fuck them. Hey, but watch seven minutes of our show. If you don't like it, that's cool. Yeah, just, hey, cool. give us seven minutes, though. Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. What time is this? Dude, at midnight. At midnight. I'm checking into this tonight. <laughs> Dude, don't. I'm scared. My question I just want to know how see, fucking bad it is, and I'll, I'll, I'll add that in. I'm so curious now, because they say just mm -hmm. give us seven minutes. What happens in the first seven minutes? They're going to be trying to hook you in left and right. I don't think they start... Because they don't really get into the white supremacy. I mean, they, they seed it, mm -hmm. but... And you get the hint, but it's not until you read in the tiny print at the bottom their yeah. slogan... That you really get it. Oh, okay. These all white supremacists, and they're gross, and <sighs> they live in the greater area, and for some reason they're targeting people at baseball games. But what's in that first seven minutes? After the first seven minutes, is it, is it cool? Like, it is, is it just seven minutes of, you know, white hate, white hate, all of a sudden, after the seven minutes, like, whoa, let's just take a break for a second. Let's just level about our weeks now. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, it's just gross. The forbidden truth that the rotten anti-white establishment would rather have you never know. Yeah. I didn't even know that was a the thing, Brad. anti-white estab- What? The people in charge are whites! <laughs> it's like majority white people! Whitey whites are all over the place! Nope. nope. According to them, that, that's a wrong. That's just the facade they put up. Brad, you don't know anything. Give them uh, seven cause, minutes, because I mean, I'm too terrified to turn on the television to that. I can't even get that on my television. Like, I'm really glad I can't. Who is this anti-white establishment? Who lets them have television time? I guess freedom of speech, but dude. Fuck. Not not racist stuff. Well, it's, I, it's not that I, I question their the right to free speech. I just question, why are they so fucking stupid? <laughs> Very true. I mean, say what you want to say, but you're dumb as fuck. Just give them seven minutes, Brad. <laughs> Seven minutes. Hey guys, listen. Alright, we got seven minutes to glue in. Listen, here's the deal. Big problem in this country, all those anti-white people. They're the ones screwing up everything. No, I'm pretty sure if anyone's screwing up the country, it's maybe the corporations that are all run by the whites. <laughs> and the people that are bowing, like Barack Obama, to those corporations run by the whites. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I don't know anything. I don't know anything. The white... The, the white... I wonder if... No, you don't have to... Alex, you don't have to submit to political correctness and white guilt anymore. Because you've been doing that so much. Who's submitting to political correctness and white guilt? <laughs> what does that mean? Dude, your guess is as good as mine. The thing is, like, with crazy fucking... All, when all realms of crazy right-wing extremists, it's this weird projection of the... Okay, the white guilt and political correctness, because you're not politically correct... And you're a white supremacist. That's why you think everything is 
oh, they're just trying to inflict white guilt on you. No, it's just that everyone else isn't a racist like you. <laughs> it's not political correctness, it's just that everyone else is trying not to be a douchebag. Unlike you. Yeah. Stop projecting, you fucking crazies. Super gross. Super scary. Ugh. It bothers me these people live so close. Wow. And they wow. have their own television show. Which begs the question for me, why aren't we on television? Why can't we get Ramjack on the network? We why can't we follow these guys and or take their time slot and or <laughs> come before them? You know how much we would rock the the actual television station if we were on television? Oh, we would, we would rock it. We would rock the uh, public access I want to start handing out. I want to start handing out flyers for Ramjack. With the same kind of seven-minute challenge. Hey, give hey, us seven listen minutes. to our podcast just for seven minutes, and if you aren't completely intrigued in a way you've never been before, you know what? So be it. Let us tickle your funny bone. You don't have to worry about political correctness or anti-white guilt. I mean, what? <laughs> well, let's not get it twisted. Listen, I mean, listen, you don't have to worry. You, 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 you don't have to worry about pro-Taft. Uh, you don't have here. to worry about pro. We're completely anti-Taft, and we're proud of it. We're not gonna. We're not gonna give in to that. That William Howard Taft. Pro Teddy, not Taft. Ah. <laughs> uh-uh. Mm-mm. We're anti-Taft, and we're we don't, we're not afraid to admit it. Yeah. Hey, hey, Ghost William Howard Taft, you can still eat go eat a dick. <laughs> By the way, if we ever have Ramjack merchandise, I want a Ghost William Howard Taft can go eat a dick sticker. <laughs> we'll get on it. If anything, we should also put that in the letter. Like after seven minutes, if you don't like the show, so be it. Go eat a bag of dicks, like Taft. Hey, you give us seven minutes. After that seven minutes, you don't like it. Fine. Yeah. Here's another open invitation. You can go eat a bag of ghost dicks. We're just inviting you to get rid of all that Taft guilt you've been harboring all these times. All this time? Dude. Wow. We, we, all we have to take some lessons from Mr. Belvedere, mm-hmm. from Charles in Charge, yes. and from all the movies that we've watched, and our lovely yeah. audience. Yeah. That's all about. That's what it's about. <sighs> I like, I like, we, we should write up a seven minute challenge. Seven minutes. All right. I like it. I like it, Alex. I wonder how many listeners we can get from that. We'll see. That's we'll, what we can do. we'll see. So the sky's the limit. Hey. Without all that guilt, dude. Just drop the guilt. Drop it. It's dropped. Dunzo. Speaking of Taft, Teddy, what yeah. sorry. <laughs> You're going back to the paper. It is pretty unbelievable. I had to read there's it twice. So, I know, there's so much. Remember, he who saves his country violates I the know. law. I know. That's what scares the fuck out of me. He who saves his country violates no law. So you're planning on violating laws. A lot of them. And you're trying to justify... Hey, crazy, crazy fucks. Here's the thing about the greater Cincinnati, northern Kentucky area. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's a rather civilized... It really is. ...place. It's it's mostly a city. Um, but there are some dark recesses that are just on the periphery and easy to fall down those rabbit holes. And here is evidence. And you know where those are, like on the outskirts in the Kentucky region. Oh, yeah. yeah where definitely. there are some crazy rednecks. Yeah. I mean, Cincinnati is a rather conservative town overall as well. But, but, but far like, more open-minded. But, yeah, but it's more... not like this white trash shithole. This, is, this, is, this just takes me back to Tennessee. Dude, I went to a... Um, Fuck. I went to a fair. What was this? Two days ago? Mm-hmm. It was the Alexandria Fair, which they call the Alexandria World Fair because they... Alexandria is a small little town outside of Cincinnati. Well outside. Well, not that far. It's like 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of close to NKU, where we used to go to school. Yeah. And we've been to Alexandria before many times. Sure. The weird thing about Northern Kentucky also is that there's a billion little cities. There really really are. They shouldn't be considered cities. There's like 50 cities in what should be one large city. Well, that happens in Cincinnati as well, like with Hyde Park. I mean, Hyde Park is an area, but it's its own city. But there are tons of little cities up in northern Cincinnati. That may just be like 
a around Cincinnati thing. Hmm. But the whole thing about the Alexandria Fair is that it's not the county fair because the county also encompasses, encompasses Fort Wright, I think, and Newport. So it's their way of like having their own fair without inviting the city folk in there. And dude, let me tell you, it is like stepping into country redneck. Oh no. Like, we went there, tons of people had on, um, I guess, the Confederate flag memorabilia, oh, which was. Fuck. I thought I left that behind in the Deep South, yeah. but apparently it's still here. But other than that, other than that, it was a really nice time. Like, it was a fun little fair. Hey guys, to everyone that says the Confederate flag is about heritage and not hate, your heritage is hating people. <laughs> That's a shitty heritage. <laughs> That's a really bad heritage. <laughs> hey, lame heritage, yo. Maybe forget about that heritage. <laughs> Aren't you, yeah. That's that easy. Yeah. And if you don't like that fact, well, <laughs> go join Ghost Howard Toft. Eat a bag of ghost sticks. Our challenge to you. Oh, Brad. But the fair wasn't really that bad. I mean, beyond, like, the Confederate flags, which weren't as numerous as, I mean, they were like... Maybe 12 or 20, I don't know. But beyond that, it was a very nice little fair, and it was big, and it was more than that. And it was really small townish. I went with a friend of mine, and he always knows everyone when we go out someplace. Like, random strangers will be like, oh, hey, what's up? So it's always weird, and everyone knows that about him. But when we went to that fair, it was like I was rolling with royalty. We were stopped like every four minutes, like, oh my god, hey! Like, meeting, I, was meet, I met so many people in the country, dude. It was weird. <laughs> but awesome. And we went to a pageant. Yeah. I wasn't so sure. When they said what it was, like, uh, we're going to go to the Alexandria Fair pageant. A part of me hope, was hoping that it would be all age ranges, so I'd be able to see some <laughs> toddlers and tiaras, like, but in <laughs> real life. Nice. But unfortunately, or also fortunately, it was just the older kids. It was like, But it was a beauty pageant. Yeah. Ages, I want to say 16 was the youngest, and the oldest was 21. That was the cutoff. Okay. So it was just like a parade of women. All mm -hmm. from, you know, the country. Really gorgeous women, and some girls, but... And dude, it was crazy. Like, it was serious stuff. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> no, no, seriously. It was serious stuff. Well, unlike, the losers were murdered. Did you ever go to a, a pageant at Southside when we went to high school? Um, I, I think I ran a light board for one, I think. I was like a, uh, a judge host or something to one, where basically I just wore a suit and got them water. Which is the one year they even asked for water and they didn't know what to do. Like, they said, I actually offered because they said, they told me my job was, hey, if they want anything, like if they want anything to drink or whatever, let us know. So I even asked them when the judges sat down, I was like, so do you guys want anything to drink? And they looked at each other and said, yeah, you know what? That'd be great. Told the people in charge. They had like, what? They want something to drink? This has never happened before. So we had to like scurry to get them water. It was weird. <laughs> but all that, I say all that, this was greater, this had greater significance. These girls go to, I want to say, the state fair, and then they can ultimately, they're like three or four tiers away from going to Miss America. Well, I think there are a few more tiers than that. No, I really think it's four. They go to, I want to say, maybe it's regionals, and then it's state, and then there's another state thing, and then it's Miss America. Wow, so, okay, so it's... Yeah, think about wow. that. So the Alexandria contestant would then go up until, I guess, the... The regional, and then the Kentucky states. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, wow. Dude, it's weird. I know. Wow. I, I don't know enough about this. Yeah, I do know people that have done, like, the whole pageant circuit thing. It's strange. It's it's crazy. But it was it was interesting in the fact that they started late, but everyone, they, it was packed. It was a packed, like, arena. 
and everyone was like really excited. At one point, people started like clapping to get it going faster. And I actually ran into uh, the woman who's in charge of 4-H camp there, and me and her sat together with my friend, and we basically made fun of it the entire time, which was amazing. But they started with the, with they started with the bathing suit competition. It, these girls just came out paraded in their bathing suits, which was kind of strange because I haven't seen that in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it on Miss America, but see it in real life in the country, right? Like these young girls, like, "Hi, I'm so and so from so and so, and I want to be your contestant number four. Uh. and then parade in skimpy bathing suits, which are still it's, conservative because you know you have to for a pageant. But at yeah, the same but time, it's the it's fact. Like, oh, but the thing is, it's conflicting because. A, it's well. A, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but B, it's morally horrific. It really is. That's the thing. And my friend leaned over to me during like after like five girls went up and said, "You know, I didn't really realize this. This is kind of uh, yeah." He said, "This is kind of it's like we're watching a cattle call." And I said, "Dude, what did you think this was?" Yeah. Gorgeous girls, though. Right. See, that's that's the that's and it was, that's the con- that's the conflict. It was so awesome to watch the angles they would play, like how much attitude they would bring, and some of them tried to do certain, like a little, tried to be sassy or whatever. Ooh. So weird. And some of them did like traditional like black bathing suits, but like nicely cut. And some of them tried to do something a little different to stand out. It was so weird, dude. And I we, at least wish it was. I wish it would at least be eighteen and up. Yeah. Because not, I mean, I of course, I don't think there's a huge, like, maybe, but I feel a little bit, if we're going to have someone parade themselves around as a piece of meat, at least, at least have them be adults. Yeah. Because then we're instilling that, and even though they're not children, it's still, let's put an eight, let's put some sort of cutoff, and I don't, I don't, it, it's conflicting. It's wrong, it's just fucked up. Well, I thought we Fuck. did away with bathing suit competitions. I did, I did not expect that at all. Well, any sort of, I, the fact that, the looks based portion, and the per- it's all fucked up. It's I just, mean, it- why can't we? Why can't they just answer questions? Why can't it just be an essay contest? Because <laughs> why can't we have? But see, like the physical beauty and like Miss I- USA should be an essay contest. <laughs> but then it would be Miss double USA. blind, double blind, and then there's an interview in the end. We pull out the best essays, and then then they can show their personality. That would be awesome. But don't we call those like science fairs or like? Well, no. We call those essay <laughs> contests. Our essay contests are like... Yeah. I mean, those things aren't judged by beauty. Those things are judged by skill uh, or I talent. I know. There's, like, no way, there's no way around it. There wasn't even weird. a talent show in this. It's weird. It is there weird. Was no way there's not, there wasn't a talent show? I, I missed it if there was. We did dip oh, out. Oh, fuck that, Halfway then. through the bathing suit contest, we dipped out and came back after the evening gown competition when they announced the top seven, and then they went to questions. Oh, nice. So that's how it was. It was bathing suits, which, by the way... Weird as it is, the girl in the purple bathing suit with a fringe and low v v neck, uh-huh. owning own that shit. Nice, perfect walk, absolutely gorgeous girl. She also looked really good in an evening gown. I'm pretty sure she should have won, but apparently there's politics involved in this. And the girl that ended up winning had been in the pageant like three years in a row, and it was her time or something. Yeah. The people there knew a lot more about it and were not shy to tell me everything that had happened in pageant drama for the last oh, three no, no, years. No. no, you don't realize. That's Lauren. She uh-huh. is the winner of the past seven um, pumpkin pie oh, okay. contest. And that girl, that's, that's, that's Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth hates her because... <laughs> Because she makes better pet. She makes better pumpkin pies. She makes better pumpkin pies, and it, but you know what? We don't. We don't know, know that. I mean, it's common knowledge. We all know it. But. Everybody knows. It's it's a, it's a family disgrace. Is what it is. <laughs> 
Fred, you're not too far from the truth, dude. Oh, fuck this shit. But I will shit. give this to the people of Alexandria. They were a lot more civil than they were when we were in high school, because a lot of people got, like, very bitter about, I guess, pageant stuff, which, again, what does it matter for a high school pageant? I guess there's higher stakes in this. But everyone was pretty nice about it. I mean, the drama was there, but it was just one of the, like you just said, it was, like, stated, mm-hmm. and everyone knew it, but it was never acted out. Everyone was really nice, and everyone congratulated everyone. It was kind of nice for what it was. Real quick, it was a kind of a weird situation, and I kind of want your opinion on this, uh, but I went with my friend who recently broke up with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and she was in the pageant. Now, the reason he went, because he really didn't want to go, was because they actually took a week break, and after that week, they broke up, but during that week... It was his idea to break up, by the way. She said, why don't you come see me in this pageant I'm going to be in? And he, he promised, so he went anyway, because he's a man of his word. Fuck that. Which everyone we talked to said, dude, fuck it, you're not dating anymore. Yeah. When, did you make that promise when you were going out? No, dude, that's null and void. Yeah, but he took, the, he took the high road, and it was so awkward. Oh, well, yeah. I love this guy. I mean, he is one of my really good friends. But when we rolled up there, his family was sitting with her family, and they, it was it was almost like they had never broken up. It was so weird. That is weird. Thankfully, he took, he decided to sit away from his family and up. And afterwards, I was like, dude, what just happened? And he said, I don't know, man. That was weird. I'm so glad we're not sitting with them right now. Which is when we found some more of his old friends and the 4-H counselor lady, who was awesome, by the way. She was so fun to make fun of the passion with. Really? And she was my insight into the Alexandria politics and stuff. Yeah. But man, it was so weird. She ended up taking third place and also taking Miss Congeniality. And then after the show, he hung out with his family and her family for a while. It was strange. Dude, that is crazy bananas weird. It is crazy bananas weird. I wasn't sure what to do as his friend. Like, because I was there to make sure I, I was supposed to be, like, I mean, we're good friends. I was supposed to be the buffer, but there was only so much I could do against the onslaught of his family, which is, everyone knew they were broken up, I guess. Yeah. But it kind of had, like, the pings of, like, this was her effort to kind of get him back. Well, obviously. And it was so strange. Yeah, that's... It didn't work, I mean... Well, of, oh, and dude, obvious. he even fell for a trap. We were walking back to the cars. It kind of starts to rain a little bit, and she's in hills in an evening gown, and her sister and stuff didn't drive. They walked to the fair, because they can apparently do that in the country. And... My friend, being the gentleman he is or whatever, offered everyone's like, well, hey, do you guys want to ride to your house? I was oh, like, it's right there. that shit. No. But he, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, just, that's no, well, no. Yeah, fuck I mean, that. granted, no. yeah, fuck that. But, I mean, he's he's kind of a, I mean, well, I don't know how to explain this. Lamo. Is he a lame-o? I don't know. He's a I lame-o. Mean, fuck that noise. I mean, he has no intentions of ever getting back with this girl. He was being nice because... Doesn't have to. He was nice enough by going. That's too nice to begin with. Everything else, no. The whole evening. Give me seven minutes, I'll tell you. Hey, real quick, give me seven minutes, and if you still want to do it, fine. But if not, cool. But okay, so, but we're walking back, and it starts to rain a little bit, and he's like, well, do you want to ride? And her sister and is real quick, like, oh, no, we don't need a ride. I mean, it's just down the street, but I mean, and, she, and his ex-girlfriend said, but I'm in Hills, you know, that's actually, thank you so much, it'd be a great time. Thank you for, you know, offering. Yeah, Alex, and, Alex, uh, Alex will be glad to give you a ride. See, and I almost offer, it's like, well, yeah, I can give someone a ride. I almost wanted to do that to save him, but I was like, dude, this is not a situation you want to be in. And even... <laughs> It was funny because her sister's husband was kind of slow to the effect. And then he was like, 
Like, because I guess he kind of wanted a ride. But then he was all like, oh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. So then I, I, I had to say bye, because even he was like, so do you, do you need us to lead you out of here? Like, do you want us to follow to her house? And then, and then after that, I can lead you back out of the country. But at that point, I needed to get home, and I thought, I'm going to have to leave you, buddy. I'm sorry. I got my, I got a GPS on my iPhone. I got to get back. I felt so bad. Thankfully, nothing happened. Like he said, it was the perfect thing. They got together, they talked for a second, and then she left. He, she didn't try to have a talk or anything. But so weird! But let's get back to the pageant, because that's the important part. Okay. Brad, will you indulge me in a game? Always. I want to know if you're pageant material. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you three questions that they asked these girls. Okay. So out of the... F out of like 12 or like 13 women, maybe 20, they picked seven mm -hmm. for the top seven. Oh, give me seven. I'll give you a winner. <laughs> give me seven girls, seven <laughs> minutes, and I'll give you a winner. But, and they asked them these questions. Some of them, dude, it was so weird. But I'm going to give them to you, and I'm okay. going to see if you are pageant material, right. Brad, given the, an the answer you give. <sighs> All right, question one, Brad. Mm -hmm. First, thank you so much for being here this it's, evening. It's an honor. It's you an honor. You look great in that shirt. Thank you. I'm, I'm really proud of it. All right, Brad, you are from? I'm from Jackson, Tennessee. I'm sorry. You don't have to say. Sorry. Sorry. Where I'm are so you sorry. from now? Where are you so from sorry. now? I'm so sorry. Did I lose already? I think I lost. I'm well, sorry. chin up. Um, Planet Earth. Brad is from Planet Earth, and he is our contestant number one. Remember that guy's number one. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I like that. I'm capricious. I like that. <laughs> All right, Red, first question. Yes. You are invited mm -hmm. by a very handsome man oh, to, a, to a party. Oh, okay. You've had a crush on this guy for weeks. Okay. The only downside to this is you know that there are going to be drugs at this party. Okay. Do you honor your parents' wishes and decline the invitation to the party, or do you do what you want to do and go to the party anyway? Alright, um, what kind of drugs are at the party? You may have already lost. No, no, I'm just curious. That's not how you answer a oh, pageant question. It's not a great party. You can't, add, you can't ask questions but to I, it. There's a, uh, that sounds like a pretty rad party. <laughs> and my parents have only given me bad advice in life. They're shitty, awful humans. I'm going to a party. This sounds rad. Okay. All right. What kind of drugs? I'm just curious, really. It's I'm going regardless, but all of them. I, oh, it's like a smorgasbord. It's like a set up like a buffet. Give me those pills. Nom 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 nom. <laughs> Mix it and match it. I don't know. I'm sorry, Brad. That's your time for the question. Oh, all right. Question number two. That's the question you asked to that. Like, what, so what were they? What did they actually answer? First off, well, their answer, of course. Well, her answer was awesome because it's a trap, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I love how they automatically infer that she really, she, if she had her own way, she'd go to the party regardless. Because right. every it kid sounds like a great party. Every kid wants to do drugs. Everybody. If your parents didn't tell you not to do drugs, you would totally go to do drugs and right. probably fuck that dude that you think's really cute. Yeah. Um. So bang it out, take some oxy, see what happens. <laughs> Grab some axe. <laughs> do what you gotta do. Live your life. You're only young once. Her answer was, if I was younger, I would totally just go to that party. But now that I'm older, I realize that I would totally want to do my parents' wishes and not go to that party because it's wrong and it goes against my morals. Now, here's the thing. Thank you. <laughs> okay. What? Now, the bitch, please. Now, here's the correct answer. Um, My parents' opinion doesn't matter because... 
I'm gonna, I can make my own decisions because, well, either I'm an adult or I'm old enough to be able to make my own decisions. What my parents' uh, uh, random opinions happen to be don't really affect my judgments because I can make them for myself because I'm an intelligent human being and have been raised as such. That's the right answer, but the wrong answer for the pageant. The correct answer for the pageant would have been... Baby Jesus I would have me! Gone, no, I would go with my own moral judgment, which is the same as my parents, and of course I wouldn't go to that party. That's the correct one. Fuck that shit. That's what they wanted. Burp, burp, burp. She gave them what that, and she ended up losing. Because mm. <laughs> she's a liar. No! I actually think that girl won everything! Oh. Well, she, she did won. not give the best. She won as a liar. She won as a liar. Alright, next question. Next question, right. Brad. I think I'm gonna win this. Alright. In it to win it. Alright, second question. Right. Brad, you have two job offerings. Oh, great. One of them is a job that you know you're not gonna like, probably but it offers you a large yearly salary. Mm -hmm. The other one, you're pretty sure you're going to love. It doesn't offer that much money. Which one do you take? Oh, that's really vague. Is it's it enough money I can live off of? How much is little? Brad. Be specific, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, we can't answer this. Just please just give us, a, give us an answer. Well, if I'm gonna make so much money at the job that I hate that I can just do it for a year or two and then coast for a while, I'll do that. Otherwise, I'll take the low-paying job. Why don't you have better, more specific questions? When am I going to be in this weird situation? Um, how much money is it pay? Oh, a lot. How much does it pay? Very little, but you'll really love it. Oh, hmm. This is never a real situation. <laughs> Give me specifics. I need to do some number crunching. I gotta think about this shit. I really wish you could have asked, like, in the first question, like, I love that you went with what kind of drugs were there. Yeah. Because that was everyone in the audience. We all looked at each other and said, well, it depends. Is there coke at this party? Because <laughs> if there's coke, is I'm there, down. If that sweet, sweet coca is making an appearance, then I am inzies. That's hard to get on your own. For cheap. Mm. Fuck yeah, I'm gonna go. But, yeah. Let's be honest, let's be honest there's probably some roofies there to get in the mix. So I'm not even gonna remember going to the party. So it's like I didn't go. Everybody's happy. Mom's happy. Dad's happy. <laughs> I was happy at the time. Yeah, everyone's happy. I'll be less happy when I see the pictures on Facebook. But but now back okay, back to the back to the job question. <laughs> Brad, your answer is wrong. Probably not the best one. Completely the best one. The answer that was given mm -hmm. was I'd have to go with the one I'm passionate with because obviously if I'm passionate about it and I'm going to enjoy it, it's the right job for me. Doesn't matter how much money you make. What matters is what makes you happy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you got to be more specific than that. Nope. That easy. For that vague of a question, they give that vague of an answer. I, mean, I almost I applauded for that simple fact. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not critically acclaimed internationally award-winning playwright. Fact. I don't make a penny. <laughs> I'm super poor. But and I'm cool with that for the most part, but I kinda want some money. But you gotta give me some actual numbers to work with here to make this decision. No, that's an idiotic question. Because of course there's only one answer, unless they're giving you real numbers. Stupid. Just silly. Next question. One last question, Brad, to see if you're pageant material. I answered the first one correctly. I vetoed the second one. What's the third <laughs> question? Brad, you've, yes. done, you've done... All right. I've you, done amazingly well. You've done... I'm pretty confident. You've made your way through the first two questions. I'm definitely Miss Congeniality. Miss Honesty, Miss Congeniality. I got both of those. Only one of those is an award. Well, but... <laughs> well up until this point, no one else has earned it. Brad, please. Oh, um, sorry. Go ahead. Third question. You are shopping in a local supermarket. Okay. You see someone in tattered clothing steal food. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Nothing. It's not my job. Would you report the theft, or would you pretend nothing happened? 
I'm not gonna do a damn thing. A, they, if, they, if they want something done about it, they should have secure measures. It's not my job to get involved. They're, they're in tattered clothing. I'm going to assume that they're poor and cannot afford food. Let them have the food. What are they? They're going to steal Pluot. Let them have the Pluot. Pluots are delicious. Everyone should have Pluots. That's a savvy poor person to steal a Pluot. God, I love Pluots. Are they still selling those? Yeah. We're in, we're in prime Pluot season, my friend. The greatest of fruits. By the way, plug the Pluot. Everyone, go to the grocery store, grab yourself some Pluots. It'll change your life. But come on. <laughs> In my mind, I don't time. know if we're still in the, on stage at the pageant you're answering the question. Yes, or what? I am. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not advocating the hey, pluot. Audience, everyone go get a pluot. People don't talk enough about pluots. <laughs> but back to the question at hand. It's it's the, one of humanity's greatest achievements. <laughs> it's a mixture between the plum and the apricot. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. Pluots, will you? I mean, come on. I, I've never seen someone that was so raggedy and poor that they're in tattered clothing. So that's pretty damn poor. And Why do you put that qualifier into the question? Right. Like, oh, they're poor. It's a way of saying someone's poor without, well, are they poor? Or but That's like super poor because I don't, you don't see that in modern society because luckily we've progressed somewhat, no, not a lot, especially in the U.S., um, to have enough social systems to hopefully keep people from having to wander about in tattered clothing. But if someone is that down and out and they steal some food, Go for it. If they get caught, okay, fine. They want, they need food. Let them get food. If they get away with it, fine. If they don't, well, they were stealing food because they needed it. Quite true. You're wrong, by the way, though. That's not the question. Fuck that. Let me tell you what the girl answered with. Because this is awesome. Oh, if Baby Jesus gets in the mix, I am. Oh, dude, if Baby Jesus only got in the mix, that would have made my evening. Mm. No, this is the this is the response. Well, of course I'd report it right away. Stealing is wrong, even though that goes against... But even Fuck though it you, does, cunt! <laughs> Brad, give her her time. Fuck her you, time. you fucking cunt. I'm gonna go slap this bitch. Brad, give her time, okay? Ma'am, you can continue. Before I was interrupted, I would have to say that of course I would report it. Duh. Stealing's wrong. Stealing's stealing. But at the same time, I understand that that person might be poor and hungry, so I might actually find a way to get them food. But that's kind of bad for them to steal anyway, because there are other measures you can do to get food, like soup kitchens or and such. Um, so I definitely reported. And then... Hey, bitch! Where's the nearest <laughs> soup kitchen? Thank you. Where's, do you know where the nearest soup kitchen is? You know where to find one? Seriously, the no, nearest one. Do you know where you go? Where? Are you asking me or the pageant girl? <laughs> Either one can answer. <laughs> Whoever's there. Whoever's home at the moment. Where's the I nearest, mean, seriously, where's, where's the nearest where's where's in Alexandria, Kentucky, Where do you by go? the way? All right. It's a long fucking walk, and I'm assuming they probably ain't got gas money. If you're stealing a pluot, I will probably say this. don't have gas money. When, when I did, the one time I volunteered at the, I guess, church or whatever in Cincinnati for homeless people. Mm -hmm. um, I did see one homeless person from there bounce over to a place in Covington, not too far from where I live, to get lunch. So they did like our dinner. Like so they did lunch and then dinner somewhere else. So they got two so meals. So you know that the day. circuit, yeah, they got, they got two meals, two that, meals day. that day. But why would you rat someone out first my answer would have been, um, I would go pay for whatever food they stole and then tell them, hey, stealing's wrong. I'm sorry, are you on, are you on hard times? If I, was, I would if never I was tell give, someone stealing no, is no, wrong. No, if I was going to be a, the pageant okay, answer, okay, of course. Okay. I mean, what the fuck is I that? mean, in reality, yeah. don't say a goddamn yeah. thing. I, why isn't there tighter security at the grocery store? Right. It's not my job. I hope they get away with it. Hmm. Go for it. <laughs> Brad, you, I don't know if you're pageant material. I, I, all I am pageant material. I I'm gonna win this. I'm gonna well, win it. Well, good for you. Thankfully, there's an evening gown competition coming up. I'm gonna and bathing suit competition because okay. it's. I don't think you got the essay questions. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about a bathing suit. I mean, I gotta wear long pants. No, 
I think that that long pants strategy would would be awesome. They okay. would see, well, who's that guy over there? Who's that in the long pants Who's in the bikini that? top? What is that? that is a weird <laughs> Why are you wearing long pants in a bikini top? Oh, I, mean, I thought you were going to go like classic, like 20s, 30s, like full body, like sailor suit, <laughs> almost like to the beach. Well, I mean. Not like a long pants in a bikini top. <laughs> That's weird you would go there. <laughs> I forgot that they had the, they, I forgot we had the long. But those are kind of shorts though. <laughs> what I kind like of old... pants are you wearing with a bikini top? Just pants. Like pants. Like man adult pants. I'm not wearing shorts. Black dress pants. Kind of slight rolled up, not to short level, but like a little rolled up so it's like trendy, and then a bikini top. Right, right, because I mean, it's got to be a swimsuit. I'd be like, look, bitches, I don't swim, and I wear long pants because I'm a grown-ass man. Wow. Maybe we should put you in a pageant. <laughs> if anyone knows a local pageant I could get into, please contact us. Oh, dude, you're entering the Alexandria pageant next year. Yes. No doubt. Yes. Nice. They're talent. They're always doing a talent competition. I get to sing part of the dancer was... again. <laughs> yes. I was hoping so bad there'd be a talent portion of the show, but... Again, just bathing suit, evening gown, and then... There's nothing I love than watching failures in a talent competition. It was the girls' Ooh. faces when they realized that they were not going to go up, at least to the top seven. That was harsh. Fuck that. Gross. That's, that was my experience with the pageant, Brad. That was my testing. And again, guys, look forward to... We're going to start putting Brad in pageants. If you I'm, know any I'm on the circuit. the circuit... I'm doing the circuit. Ah, I'm going to win it. So, uh, I talked about Taft you know, earlier. I mentioned him. Yeah, yeah. Big old douche. Hate him. If his ghost is listening, he can go eat a dick. Or a bag of ghost dicks, his as choice. you suggested. Yeah. I'm happy you give him a choice. Yeah, you know, it's it's, it's whatever's clever. Um, Totally whatever. I've been reading some more, and let me just say, if you didn't know Teddy Roosevelt was a badass, check this story out. <laughs> Teddy's on the campaign trail. Uh-huh. As with a lot of times when you're a major public figure, they're crazy people. They put their own paranoid, uh, crazy delusions on you. And there was an assassination attempt. On Teddy? On Teddy. I mean, well, there'd been, there'd been, you know, there'd been attempts before. Um, Is this the campaign for presidency? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Just going, making sure. Yeah, he's going up for a third term against uh, Taft. Old crazy Woodrow Wilson. That crazy fella. He's not that bad. Uh, Roosevelt's <laughs> Roosevelt and, and, and Wilson, they got a lot of things. Quickly, retract that. He's not that but bad. But you know what? He's not that he's, bad. He's not that bad, really. Yeah, they, they agreed on a lot of things. Unlike Big Bill Taft. Brad, you really hate Taft. I hate Taft. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I... Teddy did so much for him. William Howard Taft would not have been the president if it hadn't been for Teddy Roosevelt. And he fucking screwed him over. And that pisses me off. And he was a shitty president. And he was crazy conservative. It's very similar to, like, modern times. Wow. Teddy was uh, on his way to make a speech. He's with his people. And he gets in, he's getting in the car. And there's like, a huge crowd. And everyone's like, oh, my God, we love Teddy. He's the best. We love him. Um, this crazy guy, who had been, like, stalking Teddy across the South a couple of weeks, pulls out a gun, shoots, right, hits him, hits him in the chest on the right side. Whoa, he takes the shot! It goes through, it goes through his pocket, through his, like, hundred-page speech that he had in his pocket, through his, like, um, steel cigarette case, um, and, like, a glasses case. It goes through, like, a ton of stuff. His suspenders, like, it goes through all the stuff that was, was luckily enough to stop the bullet to keep from killing him immediately. Like, if it had been over, like, any... Dunzo. Wow. But it does go in and like it hits the rib, it cracks the rib. Like he is in pretty bad shape. And they're like, oh god, we gotta get you to the hospital. No. Take me to the speech. Are you kidding me? Fucking Teddy Roosevelt goes in. Um, the, you know, the guy makes it on the He's like, um, we should know there's been an assassination attempt on uh, Colonel Roosevelt. But he still uh, intends to do the speech tonight. And everyone's like, what? Oh, this is crazy. What do you? Th- this is uh, this is a stunt. This is this is nuts. 
Because, you know, they, they had no idea what was going on. Um, he comes out there, and he, like, he, like, lifts up his shirt, and there's, like, blood. Yeah. And, and everyone in the audience freezes, hands and mouth, and says, yeah. this is the man who <laughs> this is our president. Fucking, and he's like, it's, it takes more than one bullet to take down a bull moose. <laughs> and no one in the audience pulls says out, or does anything. They're just, terrified. It's crazy. He pulls out his speech, bullet holes in the speech. And he's, and they say, and, um, and like it says that, um, that's, that's when he came, became a little... Like, that, that kind of freaked him out more than, like, you know, everything else. is like, seeing the bullet hole in his speech. Um, of course, you know, it wasn't his best speech. Um, he said he first he was going to do, like, you know, 20 minutes. Uh, then he gets he gets like, 15 minutes, and he's like, so what, where are we time-wise? He's like, well, I'll do another 15. He does 80 minutes. And, like, by the end of it, they say, like, he's getting pale and weak. And like, they, they have, like, people, like, in the front to catch him in case he falls and collapses. And there's people behind the stage ready to catch him in case you he collapses. You mean if he collapses and dies? Yes. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow! And he lives through this, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Yeah. What a fucking badass! Yeah. Where was Kermit? Oh. Was Kermit like. I, when you first said someone pulled out a gun and shot, I thought Kermit was there to stop it. <laughs> like Kermit jumped in front. Kermit saved a life. I win. <laughs> Kermit no, Kermit, Kermit was off. Uh, he, was off he was off working. What? You can't say Kermit was off working. Well, here's a, Kermit's, Kermit's story is actually pretty awesome. I want to learn some more about Kermit because uh, after the whole, uh, you know, African safari, Kermit very much has the, the adventurer spirit. Yes. Like that's, yes, just like his dad. Yeah, he wants to be out there. So he's like, so he took like a kind of a, a low paying job that would let him travel with like, I think it was like either, um, I think it was like with a, um, a railroad company or... Some or an oil company, I can't remember which. A low-paying job, but it wasn't like a, I mean, it's not you know bottom of the barrel, but it was something that would let him travel at least, which was what he was you know aiming for. That's where Kermit was. But yeah, how badass! Teddy Roosevelt is a fucking badass. I'm I'm speechless. That is incredible. Yeah. Old man Teddy. I'm surely he has descendants that are alive today, right? Oh, surely. I mean, there was a lot. He had a lot of kids. He had like five kids. Have you ever thought about marrying into the family? <gasps> What if you could? What if, what if you I could, could marry a Roosevelt? What if you could marry a Roosevelt and then have a child that would have Roosevelt DNA? A born an adventurer. A born adventurer. Wow. I kind of like that. I kind of like that future for you, Brad. That's that's pretty good. Pretty good. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty badass. Hello, Balky Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> would you do that to the Roosevelt bloodline? Balky Bartokamus Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? I can see him at like his coming out party, like to society. <laughs> Malky Bazagamos <laughs> Roosevelt. <Huh>? Who? <laughs> like great great grandfather Kermit. Yes. <laughs> he's, still, he's still alive. He's, I didn't know what you ate. <laughs> Wonderful. He'd, he'd be really old. Like there's yeah. no way. Yeah, that's it. Wouldn't be that old. Yeah, we would. He would be pretty old. He would be over 100 years old. <laughs> well, then he wouldn't. He's not alive. Yeah. The oldest woman alive is like 121 years old, mm -hmm. which is freaking old. Yeah, Kermit's not alive. Yeah. Kermit's son, however, probably still alive. Mm, could be. Could be. Or his daughter. His grandchildren. Keep us posted, man. I will I do. I cannot wait to will learn more about it. After a story like that, I mean, let's just stop the podcast. I, I can't. I mean, what else could top that? I, you know, I'm about halfway through with the book at this point. You're just halfway through? Yeah. And, uh, well, of course, as we all know, he uh, he lost the presidency Yeah. to uh, old Wilson. But, hey, at least Taft didn't win. And that's all that really matters to me. <laughs> Fuck you, William Howard Taft! Uh, so Teddy, he's up in the hospital. Everyone's worried. They're getting sent tons of, like, mail and, like, well wishes to the hospital. 
including one little letter that comes in. Enclosed is $10 as a campaign contribution. I made it selling flowers. I wish I could work for you, Mr. Roosevelt, and vote for you, but I'm only 10 years old. But if I was a man, I would work for you and show you that I could be the best I could be. Get well soon. How awesome is that? One buck for every year of that kid's life. Ten dollars. That's, That's a lot of money. A lot back of money then. that day. And he's like contribution. Ted Roosevelt. That is super badass. Mr. Roosevelt, here's ten dollars. I'm a kid. Boy, Carl, send him a letter. <laughs> Dictate this letter to that kid. <laughs> nice. I don't know if you noticed on the last uh, episode of Round Jack, I put Kermit and Teddy in the album art. Yeah, I noticed. I, I, I recognize Teddy. Now I know the other guy's Kermit. Kermit. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Last night I saw Lester Maddox on TV show with some smart-ass New York Jew. So I just introduced Alex to uh, some highlights from... Uh, Everyone's favorite show. Uh, we give it more than seven. We give it about seven minutes, probably. We need to give it probably about seven minutes in totality. Um, we, we did some fast forwarding. A lot of I, I showed Alex some highlights because I watched. I watched the full program mostly. I did a lot of fast forwarding of uh, Resistance TV. Not left. Not right. Just, just white. white. Specifically uh, non-Jewish white. Specifically non-Jewish white, and specifically white text on the screen, regardless of whether it can be read or not. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, at first I thought that was like a mistake, that they had white, you know, white text on a white image, but then I realized, no, 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 that's their aesthetic, white on white, pure white, just white. Wow, guys, I don't even... I mean, first of all, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much a slideshow. It starts off and there's about a 20 minute spiel. It's like an old uh, um, speech given by some crazy nut job about protocols of Zion, which is the biggest ridiculous hoax in the world, and that's very easy to look up and see all the history of that if you want to. I don't recommend it. It's crazy anti-Jewish propaganda. You so can listen, what is it? Skeptoid did an episode on that. You yeah, Skeptoid, which is a great podcast. Um, yeah. they, they recently did an episode about the protocols of Zion, which is which was very interesting, and I recommend everyone listen to that, as opposed to listen to these guys talk their uh, crazy hate rhetoric. Uh, then we got to have a little moment with our host, finally, um, about halfway through the show. It's an hour long, by the way. It's, Guys, this it's, is weird. It's bad and awkward. What's that? Hawk Hawk? Oh, God. Why don't even say it? Hawk Hawk, Alex, who's that? I don't want to say who it is. Hawk Hawk, it's the Fear of Fun bus. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's the Fear of Fun bus. This is 2011. How can we have people like this? Alex. Why can there be so much hate harbored in the individuals? What's hateful about the Fear of Fun bus? It's just here to tell you about the the holla hoax. The holla hoax? God damn it. Brad still has the slideshow on. Please turn this off. <laughs> this bothers me. This Oh, um, abstract art also uh, is a Jewish infiltrator. Oh, so abs- modern art. And oh, this Postmodernist is- and neo-modernist artworks. Yeah. Um, obviously made by the infiltrators. If dummy, dummy, McDum, dumb, white supremacist doesn't get it, it's made by Jewish infiltrators. So we had a whole segment about how the Holocaust didn't happen. Then we got to see how the Jews control the media, and it's kind of crazy, and there's Jewish infiltrators. That's my favorite thing, all the Jewish infiltrators. The people either, they hide the fact that they're Jewish, or you don't know that they're Jewish, or they're secret Jews, and they have plastic surgery, so you don't realize they're Jews. Um, and they do it just to... To really just steal the Gentiles away from their, their yeah. culture, their own cultural identity. Well, they're corrupting from the inside. They're like, they're like, oh, you don't realize I'm Jewish, haha, but I'm getting inside your 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 white culture and I'm destroying it from the inside because I'm an infiltrator Jew, like Marilyn Manson. Um, he's an infiltrator Jew. Sarah Silverman. Classic. So, pretty poor about being. Jesus is magic. I was like, who is this? Maybe, I don't know if this is a Jew or is not. Is this a Jewish girl? She does a lot of things about being a Jew, but that may just be subterfuge. Maybe she's making fun of the Jews. 
infiltrator. You can't tell infiltrator and not infiltrator, Brad. It's hard. They can't even tell it. They even say it in the slideshow. I. How do we know? We don't. <laughs> we'll be the first to admit Ridiculous. it's kind of hard. But we've got like a sixth sense about it. Basically, we label people that yeah. don't fall in line with us. That it was a classic tactic. Of yeah, any of those it's groups. insane. But also, Sarah Silverman was. Like this all, all media controlling Jewish um, empire holder, which she is, Brad. Um, which she is. Uh, why did her show get canceled? Because I loved that show. Brad loved it. He fell for it. Ah, oh, and they took it which out from under me. Which isn't your fault, Brad. You didn't know. I didn't know. Love that show. God, her sister. I, I thought her sister was way hotter than her. But that's just She's me. Hot, I but, know we talked uh, about it. I mean, that'd be the perfect double date. You take Sarah out. out. I take her sister out. That'll be good times, ladies. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're listening. Please listen. <laughs> Hate us. Yeah, I, I love you. Why are people racist in 2011? It's dude? crazy. This me out. Crazy. Let's stop being racist. You can't be a Christian and then not be a Christian. Oh, if you, that's just Jewish infiltrators. All Christians remain Christians. So my question to you is, Alex, didn't you used to be a Christian? Yeah. But you're not a Christian now. No. Are you a Jewish infiltrator? Am I? Are you a Jewish infiltrator? I don't understand the question, Brad. I mean, we both we both grew up in the South. <laughs> And, you know, we were encouraged to follow our, you know, the the heist of that area, you know, the the whole Christian movement. Mm-hmm. And it never took with you. Right. But you did go to church as a child. Yeah. So you're a Christian. Well, well um, uh, <laughs> nope. No, but you are a Christian too, right? Well, no. You were a Christian I'm, once. I'm an infiltrator. You went, oh, 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 I said it, I said it. Gotcha. Oh, you got gotcha. me. You got me. But now, Brad... And I are both atheists. Right. Uh, or are we? Are or we? Are we? Are we infiltrators? I I, now I question myself. Am I infiltrator? And I didn't know it. Mm. I don't know. Mm, who knows? This, Got- the, this this resistance television brought up a lot of interesting lot. questions. A lot of interesting questions. Hey guys, can you stop being racist, please? Just, just please. Stop it's being so racist. fucking horrible. It's 2011. Let's put all this behind us in the past. Let's just move forward from here on. Like, all right. Let's stop being racist. Let's stop being sexist. Let's move on. Let's it. make progress. I want I want flying cars within the next hundred years. Yes. I want the singularity to happen. I want awesome tech. Let's get rid of this stupid. <sighs> I want society to come together. I want to. I want the world to come together and hold hands. It's not gonna happen with these assholes. I want to sing around. songs and hold hands and make the world a better place. Let's just make a one giant bowl of soup and everyone can just have a little bit. Just a little bit. Solve world hunger. Regardless of who you are, what you believe. It's killing me. Let's just get together. Let's come together. This is the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It really is, dude. I want to tell you, it ends with... Uh, this is a list of uh, of Jewish uh, congressmen and senators. Interesting thing about this list, Paul Wellstone is still on the list, as well as um, Sidney Yates, also been dead for about 10 years. A large amount of people are no longer in office. This is supposed to be a current list. The host is like, yeah, here's a current list. So... I don't know about that. Jack Jack Black, also an infiltrator, by the way. If you if you're cloaking out, can you reform? I don't know. It never says anything about that. Well, no, Alex, because it's a race. It's, oh, it's not. Okay. It's not just a religion or an oh, idea. Right. It's a race, and that's very important to know that it's a race because then you can be prejudiced against them, and it's okay, I guess. No, no. I think it's like it's a given that they hate black people. It's like given we all hate black people, but let me explain to you why you need to hate the Jews because that takes a little bit more work in a modern society. But they're harder to pick out. But why should you hate these other white people? Well, let me give you some That's, facts. Let me tell you, they're <laughs> infiltrators. Let me, let me get you a slideshow. Give me seven minutes, and then, you know. So Alex, thanks for uh, bringing that flyer my way. Dude, I'm sorry I brought it to your attention. <sighs> I was so weirded out and uncomfortable by it that I thought I had to bring it to you guys. Well, this is what's going also, on. Also, I thought it could be funny. 
I didn't realize that I would get scared straight right now. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. snap. Beyond scared straight. Yeah, Yikes. this is... Yikes. I'm so, not yeah. going to sleep tonight. But we wanted to let you guys know that this is this is what it is. We want, we watched some of it. We, we gave it seven we minutes. We took a hit for you guys. We gave it more than seven minutes at this point. If you're ever in the Northern Kentucky, Greater Cincinnati area... Run. Just don't... <laughs> just go. Don't, don't be there. Turn around and go, <laughs> go home. Go somewhere else. And, you know... Take me with you. Yeah. Call us up, Ramjack. We'll take a field trip. Please help us. Get, get us, us out of get here. Get us out please. of here. I'm scared. <laughs> please just get I'm us scared. out. I'm scared. We need an evac stat. Please. Ramjack! It's that special time. Let's say hello to our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Who cares? A lot of stuff happened in these episodes, Brad. This is a good time. This is, there's some... Yeah, it's fun. We finally stopped talking so much about George... And Wesley T, we learned a little bit more about everyone else. But not too much more, sadly, but whatever, we'll get into that in a second. We're getting there, we're getting there. So uh, we're going to start off, Alex, you're going to be summarizing the first episode. Mm-hmm. What I did for love. Ah. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Guys, George uh, is got a radio, sports radio program, which sucks. No one listens to it, no one likes it. Um, Kevin has a crush on a girl. And she is a PETA member, perhaps? We're not sure, but she doesn't like fur. Uh, to win her affections, she takes him to the mall where they're supposed to spray paint a mink. Uh, I guess in memory, memory, memory of like the dead animal, whatever. Anyway, as a protest, they go in. Uh, Kevin does it, and she immediately vamps like, oh my god, we've done something wrong. He gets in trouble, gets arrested. Um, everything goes crazy. Mom and sister are out. They've got their hair done crazy. Uh, <laughs> long story short, Kevin learns a thing or two. He ends up turning down this girl because he's a fucking idiot. And all is right with the world. Oh, and Belvedere gets a seal, which is the most important thing that happens in this episode. We're not sure how it's going to affect the family, but it will. Uh, look forward to that. Guys, I'm so sorry. Minute one second. I couldn't even, like, while I was explaining it, I found myself, like thinking, well, what happened? I feel sorry. You said one minute, one second? Yes. Almost, almost one minute, too. Almost. Almost. I'm so sorry, guys. It's okay. It's I wish... Okay. I'm sorry. And Jennifer Simpson, she... I, why didn't... Why didn't Kevin bang her? She was ready. Yeah, she was. They had a whole... Well, she came over to do homework with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Kevin told them, and Dad was all like, all right, you you do homework. What, do you study in biology? Ah, get her, kid. Would you know, props to Dad for, you know... Well, it would be props to Dad, but we get our one moment of homophobia in this episode mm. um, where uh, Dad's like, uh, as, as, as long as she's a girl, that's all that matters. Ooh. Well, I mean, Dad's slowly... I mean, he's slowly loosening up. I mean, his son was in the ballet recital, so, I mean, he's he, he'll get there. By the, end of the, by the end of Belvedere, he'll be fine. All right. I hope. Um... I mean, it's George, for crying out loud. Well, I'm more worried about his radio show not taking off. What's the family going to do? Well, why does it, wait, I will say this, though. I mean, I, I don't. I would never listen to a sports radio show, even though I know so much about sports, as we all know. Oh, yeah, resident um, expert. I'm resident expert. expert. Resident expert. Sports expert. I'm the guy. I know about all the games and how, you, how they get them with the big teams. <laughs> Go, team. <laughs> Play the game. Play the game, good team. That's my cheer. This is George's first episode, and everyone is supposedly wanting to support him, but everyone's, like, annoyed, like, 15 minutes into it. I'm like, all right, guys, come on. It's an obligation for them, because I guess he's their father. But you don't have to listen to the show, but why are you bitching about it? Like, it's barely he's barely done anything, and he hasn't said anything that awful. <laughs> they, they listen for 15 minutes and then stop. Yeah. 
I mean, I wouldn't listen to it because it's a sports show. I know all the sports facts, so I don't need to listen. Um, well, it's not even sports facts. It's just like, talk about sports. Yeah. Phone in. And no one wants to. Well, of course not. Fucking talk radio show. But in the Nobody 80s, Nobody calls dude, into those. But in the 80s, they had that. I mean, that was, left. Uh, what is it, archaic from like the 60s and 70s? Yeah, dude. But it's no different than now. The people that called in then are the same people because only old people call into talk radio. Yeah. There's something else. Just to, again... The whole thing about sports, almost everything that's sports related has nothing to do with the actual game. It's all like, it's just like, let's talk about what could theoretically happen or what. Have you ever, you don't watch sports stuff. No, the weird things not. that I've seen on it, it's always like, all right, today's show, we're going to talk about that game coming up tomorrow. What do you think is going to happen? What do you mean what you think is going to happen? One guy's going to try to get the ball and get it into the goal so yeah. they can get the points and win the game. One team's been winning more than the other. That one team will probably continue to win over this one. Oh, but what if they don't? Oh! oh. Yeah, this a show, guys. Wow. Call in. This is going to be something to watch. <laughs> it's like, come on. Yeah. It's sports. Let's just watch the game. Yeah. I don't want to... I don't want but, five guys in suits. Um, there's a weird thing about who's going to go watch him do the sports cast. Because first, oh. Wesley, like, one's like, ah, can I come with you to, to, to the radio station, Dad? And he's like, oh, I don't think so, son. Uh, but then at one point, Kevin's like, so, Mom, aren't you going with Dad to the radio station for his first episode? And she's like, oh, no, 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 I'm just going to stay here with, with Heather. And, well, Kevin's upset because he thought he was going to have the parents out of the house while he was with this hot lady. Doesn't he? Doesn't she also come up with the excuse, well, I'm going to stay here and study? And he says, well, why don't you go to the library and study? That's where you need to study. And she's like, I want to go to the library and study at home. Which is bullshit because right. she goes out with Heather, but that's, that's kind of weird. That's true. But the thing is, it's like pe- people going to a radio station to watch. There's, no, there's nothing to see there. No. Uh, we do a podcast. Um, you're not missing anything, guys. <laughs> it's me and Brad looking at each other and talking. Yeah. It's that easy. Yeah. Now, the, the random times that we watch a movie or something, well, now that's, sure, something, that's, to that's something to see. That's something to see, but really, there's not much. And I bring this up because I was forced to go to a radio station to watch one time. I remember you telling me about this. It's. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Now, uh, my mother isn't uh, a, a very considerate person. She doesn't like to do things for other people, mm-hmm. but she really likes it when people think she's done nice things. She likes when people think she's awesome. So she'll sometimes <laughs> she'll set up she'll set up little ventures made up in her own mind to make herself look better to other people that in reality are just terrible ideas. One of which. Um, was sending me as a young child to visit a radio station a couple of hours because I wanted to be in the radio business. Did you? No. Not at all. Of course, my mother knew, knew, knew none of my interest at all, so it's. I guess you can imagine. She knew I listened to old radio shows. I listened to Abbott and Costello and Jack Benny, cassette tapes I got from the library. So I guess that means I want a career in the radio. <laughs> she just inferred from what you said. Oh, he listens to those tapes all the time. He's he got, he must want to be a radio There's something guy. about radio in his life. I don't really bother to figure out what it is, because I don't care. But <laughs> I can use this to my advantage. Let's throw him at a radio station. Yeah, so she had a so she like knew a guy that worked at a radio station. He was like, well, hey, yeah, if you had a kid that, that wants to get in the radio, you should let him come by. He can sit in. And so this happened. God, what radio station was Radio Rashid. I don't know if you know who that is. Not a clue. But he was like a DJ. It was like a music station in Jackson. <laughs> it was like a music station in Jackson, which yeah. is true. I mean, I've never, I've never, ever had a good understanding of what current popular music is. Mm-hmm. And I do remember one point he's like, so what's your favorite song? I like the Brandenburg Concertos by Bach. <laughs> Ooh. 
I can imagine him, him even saying the layer. Whoa! <laughs> Alright, kid! This is gonna be an awkward couple of hours! And I was like 11. One of those kids. I was like 11. There, I had no, there was no intersection for, for me to be in this at all. It's not like I had any concept of what any of the music he was playing was, nor did I want to. I give him credit for trying, but like he would have some slight chitter chatter with me between, you know, what songs are playing. He's like, yeah, so next I think we can either play this one or this one. What are you thinking, man? I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever's clever. Um, yeah, that sounds grand. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this is the most awkward hour and a half ever. I really Man, think it was like three like hours. That when you were 11 years old. I like to imagine every 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 time, like you know, in movies, everything goes black and white. In my mind, every every child just talks like that. I know. Well, you, it's it's happened on the show yeah, many times, yeah, but now I'm thinking because I didn't really. I met you before then, but we didn't really hang out until way later. Right, right. Well, if you had known me, then yeah, you would known you then you would have yeah. In my mind, every child is the kid from Robin and the Seven Hoods, <laughs> as they should be. I would like children much more if every child was the kid from Robin and the Seven Hoods, <laughs> which we need to watch on this show. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. <sighs> but. Fuck, yeah, radio station. There's nothing to see. No. So I don't know why everyone's trying to go. Well, he's just trying to get them out of the house because he's got that study date. Because he wants to bang this chick. They're studying, and she's just asking him, like, so, would you have these notes? And he just, on the piles of paper on the coffee table, he's like, oh, yeah. And he just grabs random pieces of paper, gives them to her, and she's like, well, what about your biology notes? Okay, one second. Grabs them, gives them to her. Math notes, one piece of paper, gives it to her. He has a very weird, yeah. loose organizational system, which I kind of like the fact that he still stays organized when yeah. things are everywhere. But why does she need all his notes? Well, I, I felt like she was like trying to help him organize things. No, I felt the immediate, once they started talking and she was asking him questions, I thought, oh, this bitch doesn't know how to do anything. He's helping her out. It could be. Because Kevin's obviously the nerd here. It could be. I don't know. Kevin's so unorganized, and he was like, mm. a, one page. You only have one page of for all of World War II. Oh, well, Mr. Takamura doesn't like to talk about it. Yeah! <laughs> well, there's our racist okay. tinge for the episode. <laughs> they like to get him in. Homophobia, check. Racism, check. Oof. Seal? <laughs> More on that later. More on that later. But yeah, but so um, she's but like, she, she turns it on him randomly, right? She's yeah. just like, you know what? The state of the world's horrible. You know, if we could just come together as one, you know, we could really do something. And he's like, yeah, that's hot. Yeah, yeah. More things, just like alluding to stuff. I mean, and she's not. I mean, she may be making comment on the world state or whatever. I mean, it was the eighties, you know, right. Cold War and stuff. But at the same time, everything she said could have been taken in a different way. Oh, yeah. And she means it that way. Oh, definitely. This girl's a schemer. Yeah, she's getting up into his head. She's getting all of his notes, and she's making sure that this can happen for the long term mm. by getting all up in his head. Solid. Good plan. That's cool. They come so close. Win-win situation. They come so close to kissing, but they don't. So I assume that, again, she's teasing him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, look, I gotta, I've gotta, i got to go. i got to get to... I mean, there's a big protest i got to get to, handing out flyers at the mall. He's like, well, let me get up in this. She's like, oh, I don't know if this is your thing, all right? This is... We're going to protest uh, the treatment of seals, and, you know, it's it's kind of... No, no, I'm super into that. Are you, Kevin? Are you? Well, let me just say this. I don't have sex with anyone that doesn't hold, hold the she... same political beliefs as me. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. This is a Whoa. different game. And she leaves. Kevin drops his notes, and what? Fade to black. <laughs> and he's trying to get her out, but, I mean... It was so weird because it was almost like I thought she was going to say she had a boyfriend mm-hmm. like when he asked her out because the way she paused right I got your notes I'm good yeah I mean like she wanted to get out of there 
But she, now she she might fuck this kid. She might fuck this kid. Kevin, he might Kevin, have his first. Get on this. Kevin, maybe get Don't on that. Don't louse this up, Kevin. Dad'll be proud of you. He will. <laughs> so they go to the mall, right? Um, you know, they they got the flyers. You know, save the seals, save the seals. Got to save them. Um, Kevin's like, hey, should we be handing out some of these flyers? No, 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 no. The flyers were covered. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Inception. There's two layers. <laughs> um, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in. I got some. I got some spray paint. Uh oh. We're gonna take care of this this fur shop. Which, by the way, how weirdo is this mall looking? Yeah, it doesn't look like it. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a shopping center, but it's the weirdest shopping center I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. I gotta wonder what what set that was that we saw like a tiny corner of that they were trying to make look like a mall. So we go <laughs> we go into the fur shop. Um, I think Schneck Trouble was. <laughs> Hello, it's great to see you. I've got some furs. I got some minks. Well, first he he accuses them of not being rich and are old enough to buy minks. You married? What? You know these are very expensive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's looking to make some money, so it's like, well, they say they're rich. All right. Well, she says they have just won Publishers Clearinghouse. That's right. Which was a thing in the eighties. I'm yeah. assuming it is now, but is it? Was it ever I really? I haven't heard about it in I forever. Know. It was a different time. Different time. <sighs> but you know, your life could change in a second because you entered Publisher's Clearinghouse. Ramjack should enter Publisher's Clearinghouse. What if we won Publisher's what Clearinghouse? What if we won? What would we do first? <sighs> well, obviously we'd go buy fur. Fuck no, we wouldn't. Yeah, of course. Why not? We would go buy some spray paint, maybe, and take care of some furs. No, we're rich Fuck now. We don't have to pretend. Fuck we that just, shit. We just go get furs. Can we just talk about <laughs> how, like... I'm so glad that people don't buy furs anymore, for the most part. Yeah. Because that's really fucked up. It's weird, dude. Why do people want to wear these fucking things? First, they're ugly as hell. Second of all, it's creepy. You're probably displaying an animal you wore. It is very weird now, but I mean, our ancestors obviously, they wore it for well, various sure, reasons, sure. and if you're going to hunt things, whatever, but in modern times, we don't yeah. have to do that. No. We have cotton, yeah, which is what most of us kind of wear, our plastic. Right. <laughs> Oddly enough, also uses a... Fabric. And I'm not saying we should not use any animal products, of course. Quite true. I mean, we do, but it's the fact that, like, furs, though, that's using up a lot of animals to make one really shitty product. That's going out of your way to kill things to make. Yeah. And... Do they use the rest of the meat? Like, do they at least harvest the full animal? I, I, Are these I animals assume. endangered? Well, they can't be endangered. I meant overpopulated, so, like, I found out recently that a lot of deer die... Mainly from starvation because they're overpopulated. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not an excuse to hunt them, but I right. mean, that's it's... a thing. But f oh, don't. But little foxes? You don't want to kill little fox. Don't kill a little fox. Don't kill a mink. Oh, not minks. Just leave these fucking animals alone. Stop wearing furs, assholes. Get rid of that shit. Um, our boy Kevin, he goes through with it. Pulls out the spray paint. This is for the minks. He is very hesitant about it, though. He is. Like, he does not, and she pressures him, obviously, up. because she's gonna fuck him, or right. at least that's what he thinks. Yeah. But uh, he just lays into that one side. Yeah, goes for it, and she runs off, freaked out. What the hell's wrong with you? Bitch, what's wrong with you? Make signals. Mm. Kevin, get another girl, man. No. I don't know about this girl. I mean, she was taking advantage of you with the notes. She wasn't into you at your house, dude. I'm just gonna let you know that. She was teasing you. And now she's running out on you on a planned scheme that she made? Well, here's the thing. Get why out. Is, why isn't Kevin running? Because Kevin's just standing there, huh? Because Kevin's an idiot, but he's also kind of a good kid, maybe? I don't know. Is that a phrase you can use on <laughs> Kevin? But like, seriously, just run. You you vandalized the fur, now run. That you That's a two-part thing. You can't just do half of that. You can't just spray and stand there and wait to be arrested. He's not... He's not Which is what that, he did. Which is not, what he did. He's not thinking that far ahead. Ugh. 
Kevin! So he gets arrested. He goes to jail. Who is the woman that's like the police officer that arrests him? Sergeant? She seems weird or oddly placed. She also uses a typewriter, which is weird. <laughs> it was 1984. Oh, I'm gonna book ya. What's your name? Brings out the type brings out this typewriter, just like rolls the paper on there. Ching 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 ching. I saw that and cringe, thinking, fuck, is there a card catalog next to her somewhere? <laughs> I'll put you in our database. <laughs> oh fuck, it's a wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's a card catalog! <laughs> we got everyone we've ever arrested in here. Dewey doesn't alive. <laughs> Fuck! No! Run, Kevin! Um, disturbing in the prison is the creepy guy that's in jail with Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's like, he's, he's had his fingerprints done, and he's like, oh, it's really hard to get this off your hands. Blood? No. Ink, weirdo. Thought we had something in common. Ah! <laughs> Why would you put a child in a jail cell with a creep <laughs> or a weirdo? Or, yeah. Wouldn't you keep children away from, like, I mean, who knows? If well, it's blood, what does that mean? This kid, this other guy's obviously unbalanced. Did he well, kill someone? Well, this was like a weird, like, holding cell, like, like Mayberry style. <laughs> where it's like the police station and the little, like, jail which is in, which is all in one room. Yeah, yeah, but the serial killers with the kids that spray the minks. Yeah, until we process them and take them somewhere else to another set. I love when little uh, Wesley T and Belvedere roll up. Oh, are, are you uh, are you the father? <laughs> I hope that's a joke. Uh, Mr. Belvedere is having a little heart-to-heart -heart with Kevin. He's like, look, you know, I used, I, I used to be a man of ideals back before it was popular. Uh, one time, me and a comrade, we chained ourselves to a Soviet a whaling vessel, right to the harpoon. They left us there for two weeks, and then threw us off into the Black Sea. <laughs> and then Kevin's like, wow, she must have been some kind of girl. She was. She was a terrible swimmer, though. What? <laughs> First of all, uh, Belvedere, they were tied up to a harpoon for two weeks and then thrown into the Black Sea, and it seems like his lady love didn't make it. Why don't we see, why don't we see a Mr. Belvedere story where we see Belvedere's past? Because I want to see what happened there. Or why don't we at least see other people reacting to his amazing stories as... Though they're not just, oh yeah, I bought some, bought some tuna fish the other day. I mean, yeah, it really doesn't phase Kevin at all. He's like, yeah, whatever. Wait, wait, you've been, you swam in the Black Sea because Soviet, what? what? Wait a minute. Hello. A whaling vessel? Wait, who are you, Mr. Belvedere? <laughs> what are your secrets? Not appreciated. Yeah. Kevin hands him a, um, a Save the Seals uh, flyer. And then the mom and uh, Heather show up, right? Yeah. Marsha and Heather went out together on like a girl's day out. Right. Because Marsha's blowing off her homework. Never going to become that lawyer. Never going to make Never. it. Never. And uh, I don't know. Heather's just not nothing else better to do. So they go get their hair done the same way because that's what they did when they were when she was a kid. Right. And Heather, I guess, decides what hairstyle they get, which Ooh. is some kind of weird Cindy Lauper-esque thing, maybe. Yeah. It's like some Jen the Holograms nonsense yes. going on. It was like, like, it was like a blue streak and like a pink streak. It's crazy bananas. And uh, our boy Schneck Trouble <laughs> rolls in. And, yeah, yeah. And the mother's like, please, there's got to be something. You know, he's just a kid. Leave him alone. Oh, he's a good kid. He's He just made a mistake. And Schneck's like, all right, I'll be glad to drop the charges if you pay the ridiculous sum for the fur. It was like 2300 something dollars, I think. Yeah, it was a big chunk of change. He's like, I, I can't pay that. It's ruined. First of all, that's a weird statement. <laughs> it's like, you're not buying it. You're, you're paying off the damage your, your son did. Uh, but the other thing is, he's got insurance. Isn't he insured against that sort of thing? You would think a first door would definitely be insured against I that sort of thing. I would think he would be insured against that sort of thing. So I don't know what kind of scheme he's running. His insurance premiums would go up, though. 
if he did file a claim. But 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 he plays it like, oh, my business is in so much trouble. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, this kitty's cost me so much money. Um, that's not how it works, dog. Why is his business in trouble? No one buys furs anymore. Hopefully, because they're freaking expensive. Because they're gross. You know, there's a fur store in Cincinnati. What? Really? Yeah, downtown Cincinnati. Fuck, why? They have like a whole storefront with like these crazy furs. Wanna go burn it down? Burn down other buildings too. I'd still like to go burn down. I'm not saying I'm going to, but I would like to. Why don't you go in there with a can of spray paint and take a cue from old uh, Kevin here? That sounds like fun. I'm gonna go in some paint. Let's get some paintball guns. This just is for all, all the out. minks. We'll just go in there like this is for all the minks and Kevin and that bitch who made him play those minks. This is who are you? <laughs> Run, Brad! And you're just standing there like, huh? oh fuck! Didn't we learn? Damn it! Ah, I should have watched it again. I forgot. Or maybe we're in that situation where we realize what overtook Kevin. I guess once you spray a mink, maybe you do just hesitate. Uh, I just roll and be like, hey, this is because you're all assholes. <laughs> Paintball. Yay. Ugh, it's gross. Don't wear furs. So yeah, Marge is like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? This costs so much money. I better call George. But I'm not going to call like the, the, the office line at the radio station. I'm going to call into the radio station. She panicked, but you're right. She's an idiot. Yeah. What? So she calls up. So it's on the radio. They're live. Apparently there's no screener at this radio station. None. It's like, George, oh my God, Kevin's in trouble. Ah. George goes nuts. Ah. Demands that, uh... You meant Belvedere got on the phone. Yeah, which the scene where they ask that is pretty funny because the, you think these are going to ask to put Kevin on the phone, but mm -hmm. no, put Belvedere. Belvedere's face is like, Bleh. And it's like, this. I know this is all your fault. I'm like, hey, George. My kids didn't care about anything until you showed up. Now, what the fuck is your deal? Stop. Why are you so paranoid that Belvedere is messing with everything. Why are you so afraid of him? Dude, I mean, come on. Belvedere <sighs> emasculated him in front of his child. Belvedere's pulling all kinds of shenanigans on the slide. He blames everything on Belvedere, but he's like, no, no, George, I'm, a, I'm afraid it wasn't me this time. It was an affair of the heart. And everyone goes, oh, like, yep, classic. But then there's like this weird shot of like George like putting his face <laughs> But slowly and with like no sound, and then it just fades out. And yeah, why we got that, that shot? I don't understand. So I mean, they end up buying the mink. Yeah. Which is bullshit, but whatever. All right. Um, Kevin's working off the money. He's cleaning the uh, fireplace, covered in ashes. Looks ridiculous. Oh, we'll knock at the door. Who's there? Jennifer. She's like, listen, Kevin. What you did was pretty awesome. And I know I was a bitch running away and all that, but I was just rethinking maybe maybe we should go out for that burger. We should go out and see that movie. Maybe we should get that uh a Big Mac. You got a Big Mac, Kevin? You wanna you wanna go deal with that? Oh uh, well look uh, <laughs> Jennifer, the thing is I think I wanna be with somebody that respects what I believe in. No you don't. Kevin, fuck Kevin, what God the damn fuck it. is wrong with you? Bang that girl! You've gone to jail for her. She ran out on you to make fuck her. She's she feels guilty. She's foxy. She's clearly kind of slutty. This is a win, 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 win situation. At the same time, though, I I do admire Kevin slightly for that for doing that, but it's stupid, dude. You admire Kevin for doing that. Well, I mean, well, okay, uh, Kevin's a child, so he doesn't really know what the hell he's doing in life anyway. So, yeah, you're right. He's just an idiot. Yeah, should have banged her. I don't remember how she leaves. I think she's just like, all right, well, whatever. Bye. And Kevin runs to the fireplace and has to finish cleaning up. By clean up, you mean masturbate. He's masturbating, He's masturbating in their fireplace. In the fireplace. He's in there for a while. Yeah, what's he doing in there? I have no idea. Kevin, oh. is the is it is the chimney clean yet or what? Almost. <laughs>
been in there for three hours, dude. It's kind of weird. More than a little weird. It's a little weird. And that's pretty much how the episode ends until the most important part. So Belvedere's writing in his diary. He's uh, talking about how, I guess, the events that have transpired over the episode have encouraged him to, I guess, rekindle old friendships or something? It's something along those lines. To where we see Mr. Belvedere grab a fish, throw it over to the bed, and there's a seal there. What? That eats the fish. What? Belvedere has a seal. There's a new there's a there's a new member of the household. It's a seal. How it got by George? I don't know. I how long is the seal gonna be around? Guys, the seal came out of nowhere. Like me and Brad looked at each other while we're watching it and just went crazy. Whoa. It's like what? Mm-hmm. So there's a seal, Mr. Belvedere now. Because you can't you can't hide that. No. Surely this can't be something that's shown once and never shown again oh, no, no, on a television series. Even even if we don't see it, it's always gonna be yeah, you yeah. Know, just off camera. Something happens, like maybe some, there's a crash in the kitchen, the seal, you run in, sure, maybe it's Kevin, or maybe it's Wesley. But we, we'll just assume the seal's doing a lot of stuff behind the curtains yeah. now, and even if we don't see it. Just imagine all the shenanigans Mr. Belvedere's gonna get into trying to hide his pet seal. I mean, this sets... I mean, this is a game changer for the game show. Game changer. Game changer. And I think critics will even say, once the seal got on the show, I started getting a little bit... That's, I mean, you weren't sure about that's it? That's when they found until, their groove. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the seal was the groove of Mr. Belvedere. Yeah, that's that's what really... That's what clinched it with the, with the American audiences. Yeah. So, tons of stuff happened in that episode. But Brad, there's another episode of Belvedere we need to talk about, right? There is. It's a little episode called The Lost Weekend. You've got a minute, starting in five, four, three, two, one. All right, it's The Lost Weekend. Guys, uh, oh my goodness, the Owens are going out of town. Maybe there won't be any George in this episode. George and Marsha are leaving. He's, he's going to go uh, report on the big team. There's a big game coming up, and he's going to be there to report about it. But the kids, they're left with, un, under Mr. Belvedere's care. Oh, but Heather's been grounded because she did something awful. She got a couple of Ds. Kind of like her brother who got a lot of Ds. Hmm, questionable. Sexism. Um, little Wesley, he's, oh, he's bored. Oh, he wants to go to the movies. Kevin wants to go to the movies. Heather wants to go to the Prince concert, but she's grounded. That can't happen. They all go to the movies. Oh, it's horrible. Belvedere gets a huge headache. Ah, that's so annoying. Everyone's gotten on his nerves. He has a headache. Oh, Wesley's going to make it better. He's going to get that shiatsu mas- massage from Mr. Belvedere that he wants. But he, so he calls him masseuse. Oh no, it's Candy the Whore. Candy the Whore! In all the hubbub, Heather uses this as an opportunity to sneak out and go to the Prince concert. Ha ha ha! She's gonna wait, but now they're stuck with Candy the Whore. And a taxi won't come to get her, so Kevin has to drive her. Ugh. Kevin wrecks the car, all hell breaks loose, and, and Mr. Belvedere threatens the children. Mr. Belvedere. One minute, three seconds. Damn! So close. What a, a wonderful. Whew, I got it all in episode. there, though. I beat you on filling facts. Whatever. <laughs> you didn't say anything about what happened to them in Florida, so you didn't get Don't, all the facts uh, in there fuck. at all. There's a lot that happened. There's a lot that happened in this episode. There was a hurricane. It sucked. And then <laughs> George uh, got <laughs> dementia. <laughs> Let's start with that for a second, just to get it out of the way. Yeah, okay. Um. So, they, yeah, they get down to Florida. There's a hurricane. Apparently, they didn't have weather reports. They had no idea there was a hurricane coming. They get down there. Oh, they're stuck in the hotel the whole time, but which would be like bad. It's kind of a sports thing, right? Yeah. Because of George. He's going to yeah. some kind of banquet or it's something. A big, there's a big game, and he's going to interview people and then go to the big banquet. But, of course, hurricane cancels everything. But they're fine. They're just going to hold up, you know, in, in, in the room like they did that one time. Uh, you know, you remember that time? Like that time in Boston. I've never been to Boston. Sure you have, honey. Oh, George. George. Just, he's, he's having a moment. He's having one of the wrong moments. moments. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's... 
he's it's the dementia kicking in and she's upset because well you know he's remembering some other woman and he doesn't know the difference anymore <laughs> which the doctors had told her would happen but also I love how he smooths things over by just recalling another time they had together yeah. but he's not really sure if that was her either so right. he's like that was you right and she opens the door like of course it's me because she's locked herself in the bathroom by the way yeah Heather just wants to go to the Prince concert. What's wrong with that? She's got bad grades, Brad. Well, she got two Ds. She got a D in home Mac and English. Well, those aren't the those are not the classes she needs to get Ds in. Kevin, did he, remember that time he had all Ds? Kevin lied. He didn't actually get all Ds. He actually made perfect grade. Well, except but at first, shop. but at first they thought he had all Ds, and they were like, ah. Uh, well, don't worry. You can still get your license. No other trouble at all. Not true. They were fine with it. Well, Heather's different. Is she? She's a woman, Brad. Come oh, on. there you go. There <laughs> it is. There it is. Odd family values. It's a good thing Belvedere's there. It is. But they're, they're getting bored. Wesley's getting restless. Uh, but luckily, there's a double feature at the drive-in. Yeah. Snow White and the Terminator. <laughs> it's just one of the best double features I think could, that could exist. That's a pretty rad double feature, guys. And apparently that doesn't count in the grounding process. Well, that's a family event. It's, it's a family function. So it's yeah. like, all right, we can do that. Yeah, that's that's fine. So they beg Mr. Belvedere to make this happen, and he takes them to the movies? He does. Big mistake, Belvedere. Huge mistake. Heather's playing Prince tapes, trying to, get, trying to get Mr. Belvedere in on it. You know, it's like, hey, you need to understand why Prince is so great. You need to know who he is, get to know him better. Tapes are a good call, because if she showed him Purple Rain, she would never go oh, to that concert. that never. It wouldn't happen. Kevin is spilling drinks all over Mr. Belvedere. Wes, I can't remember why he's spilling drinks. Is it just because he's clumsy? Because he's Kevin. Because it's, it's Kevin. He's, he's, he's terrible. He's, he's, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. <laughs> he does something and then, like, just stops and freezes and just like, what? <laughs> Kevin, you you have a problem. He's got some problems. He, you have a disease of some sort. I don't know what it is. He's making straight A's, though, except for Woodshop. Yeah. Well, but that's, whatever. you know. And, of course, Wesley's kicking the seat. He's being annoying. He's a brat. Ugh, stupid kid. I hate this kid. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere apparently runs from the car screaming. Which doesn't sound like Belvedere, but, I well, know, but... I mean, yeah. Ah! And the whole time they're gone, the seals are running he... around the house. <laughs> it's because he realized he forgot to feed the seal. And that's what it is. <laughs> Are the seals at home? Which you know, he forgot. Shot. He forgot to lock the seal in his bedroom, and he's realized the seal is all over the house. Ah! Can he make it home in time so the kids don't realize there's a seal in the house? That's that's what's going on. But I mean, yeah, that's neither yeah. here nor there. So next right. morning, I'll Belvedere comes. I've got such a terrible headache. Oh, what I need is a shiatsu massage. I got you covered, Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> Wesley feels guilty. He does. So he's gonna fix it. He's gonna call, get him a massage. So he looks up the yellow pages. Uh, finds someone that gives a massage. Full body massage, right? Full body, full release. <laughs> For all the stresses that may be pent up in your body. Right, you know, sometimes a man just gets stressed out, you know? You need to, you know, get rid of that. You need a release. Right. You need a release. And that's when you get a massage. That's when you call up Candy. Candy! Candy the whore. Candy. <laughs> well, come on, Brad. She works for a company as a masseuse. Right. She's Candy the masseuse whore. Oh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I did not expect that at all. No, I was... But Belvedere handles it really well. All this in the midst of Kevin doing something weird. Well, I don't remember what Kevin's big issue was. Well, Kevin, Kevin was trying to find a date. Oh, yeah, he Kevin, was in a black uh, book. Going all the way, he was down to the Z's. Couldn't find anybody who was going on a date with him. Hey, you should have banged that girl last episode. Yeah. Dummy. So Kevin is pretty excited when, when Candy rolls up. Yeah. Oddly enough, Kitty's not that attractive, or really attractive yeah, Well, at she's all. not really attractive at first when she's wearing the glasses. She pulls those off, she's a bit more acceptable. But she's still not hot. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Kevin's... <laughs> Kevin's looking to get lucky. Kevin, yeah, Kevin is down. With an older, mature woman. 
who's, teach him the ways. Who's not going to shove him into a store with a paint can and say, yeah. hey, do this. Yeah, Mr. Belvedere's like, well, look, you, you know, there's been a misunderstanding. The kid called you. I just want you to leave. She's like, well, that's fine, but you're going to have to pay my cab fare and something, something, and it's going to be $75, all right? Because I made the trip out here. It's Saturday night. He's like, fine. Cab won't come and pick her up. They were too, too far in the country. Apparently, but it's only like five in the mall. <laughs> so I don't know what that's about. I think she's playing some games. I think I think Kevin put her up to it. Oh, yeah. So what's the one thing that the parents told Kevin not to do? Oh, Kevin, I don't want you driving in the city or on the expressway. Can't do it. Above all else, do not let Kevin do this. Heather's grounded. Wesley's a weirdo kid. And Kevin, do not <laughs> drive in the city or on the expressway. He's gotta, But he's got to take this whore back. Well, Belvedere takes a risk with Kevin. He's like, yeah. okay, look, dude. Go ahead and take her to the city. I got to take care of this Heather situation with her at the Prince concert. Which isn't really a situation. She snuck out. I, but you, you know, there and back. So they leave together. <sighs> and Kevin, Kevin is clearly he's got some he's got some intentions in mind. Yeah. Fade out. Come back. Oh, Wesley, what are you doing, Slob? It's midnight. Yeah, I know, Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Belvedere. Um, where's Kevin and Heather at? I have no idea. When did you start talking like that? <laughs> Ever since I saw Robin in the Seven Hoods. Where's Kevin at? Dude, Kevin. Kevin is getting banged. Kevin probably probably had sex. Because they paid for it. It's already paid for. That was part of the $75 fee. It was a different time. A different time. $75? Was this I don't trust a $75 whore. This girl looked like the same girl who was in Saturday Night Fever. Yes. And yeah, okay. She's not young at this point. Like she's in, well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. not hot. But you know, that's fine for Kevin. He had sure. a very he had a crazy adventure. We're not sure what all happened, but you know, they're going down the streets. One turn leads to another, and suddenly they're in the lake on a golf course. Yeah. Um. Not even near the city. Okay. So Kevin and Candy come back to the house. What's going on? Uh, tow trucks brought the car back. Yeah. But he made a wrong turn. He couldn't get on the expressway or drive into the city, so he had to so make... So he take the back roads, and by that, he needs the back forest. Yeah. He was going to off-road in the family sedan. I... Um, clearly he was getting blown. Yeah, he was getting... He was, he getting, was getting blown getting, yeah. while driving, and he drove into a golf course. And then into the lake, because then they have to, like, open up the doors yeah. and everything to make sure the water drains out. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, luckily Candy paid for the tow truck driver with money. She... <laughs> with money. But the tow truck driver then says something like, what What else could I have had? What? Get him out of here. Candy's, but she's leaving a little bit more quietly this time. She's like, Kevin, don't worry. Your personality, if you stay on the right path, I'm sure you'll meet a nice girl. <laughs> Thanks, Candy the whore. Thanks for an interesting <laughs> evening, Candy. Thanks for the blowjob that got our, my car wrecked. Yeah, this is done. You need to this leave. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. Your money was on the dashboard. Get the hell out of here. No. Go. But where is she going? She's the shuttle driver's gonna drive her back to the city. Oh yeah. Well, I thought she might be walking five blocks to the bus stop. <laughs> she's gonna walk five blocks to the <laughs> mall. The bus stop. Yeah. She's got tons of money to pay by. I don't know. It's weird. Who knows? Who knows? Then Mr. Belvedere, he's like, "Fuck this shit. I've been nice." Well, Heather gets back too. Heather rolls back in. She's like, "Ah, boy, Mr. Belvedere, I feel kind of bad about that. I mean, I had a great time. <laughs> I had, I had, awesome a, I had time. a great time. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I do feel kind of guilty." It's just like Wesley T when he left his own party. Yeah. I do kind of love Heather for, for admitting, like, yeah, it was awesome, but I do feel kind of bad. 
I really I want a full Heather episode. I, I, we'll get one eventually. Because I feel like this was supposed to be a Heather episode. They just got shortchanged. Do you think the writers are going to give her a full episode? Surely, eventually. I mean, come on. They got five seasons to fill. Well, I'm saying with the sexism that happens in this writing, you think that she's ever going to get her own episode? I'm not saying it's going to be a particularly good episode, but I think she'll have an episode. I almost felt like this one was supposed to be a quasi-Heather episode, mainly yeah. because of the whole Prince thing and... Mm -hmm. Us having a little bit, more, her having more time on camera than normal. Yeah, but it wasn't. And also, we still get too much fucking George and Marsha because we kept cutting back to them in the hurricane, and nobody fucking cares because George is the worst. Yeah, I, I care nothing about the parents at all. Just Ugh. let this be Bubba Deer and the children from here on out, guys. And it's <laughs> I'm saying as if it would affect yeah. anything. The show's been <laughs> recorded, like, yeah, it's been well over a decade. Yeah. I, but really, like, Marsha and Heather, neither one of them really have fleshed out characters no. at all. And we're six episodes in. It's like, really, uh, do you just, you're not just gonna give them anything? The only thing I have from Heather now is she's really bad at schoolwork. Mm -hmm. uh, she's probably having premarital sex. Definitely, Definitely like, a, a grip of, like, Bang maybe even unprotected sex. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And she also yeah. likes Prince, which is pretty good. I mean, Prince is a great artist. I, yeah, and her, and her mother uh, her mother goes to school, supposedly. Going to law school. Doesn't really care about it. Doesn't care about her kids or school. Doesn't know anything about the law, because when uh, they go to the jail, so she's like, look, oh, I'm yeah. studying to be a lawyer, and I know a lot about the law, and I know he's a good boy. Marsha, sit down. Marsha, shut up. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Marsha, you idiot. Fix your hair and shut up. And don't get don't get snookered by Schneck Trouble and his wily ways. <laughs> always scheming that Schneck. Always scheming. Back. Always scheming that Schneck Trouble. I hope he keeps coming back as a recurring character and keeps getting money from the family. I don't like it at all. Schneck. So yeah, Belvedere lays down the law. Remember the Belvedere that let you do this and that? Well, guess what? He left me in charge. And then there's the Belvedere face. But a little more sinister. It's a little scarier. It's a crazed Belvedere face. <laughs> As he walks toward the children, they're terrified. They look up to the top of the staircase that's sealed there that goes, oh, oh! And then it goes back to him yes. in his face of black as he embraces them, and then it fades back to them. Our lights come up, and it's them on the, I guess, sofa, sitting perfectly still. Right. Heads forward. Parents come in. They're like, hey, kids. Hello, mother. Hello, Hello father. father. Ah! Whoa. Why are our kids crazy? Mr. Then Mr. Belvedere rolls out, and he's got... And he's got like the uh, um, like the the rug beater. And he's like, "Oh, wonderful! You're home. Yeah, the kids don't seem too happy to see us, though. Oh, children, you're free to move." Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it was horrible. What did Belvedere do to them? I feel that he was, there was there was beating, there was waterboarding. <laughs> the seal hell. The seal was definitely involved. What if he killed the seal in front of them? No, that didn't happen. No, the seal's not dead. Can't don't be. even joke about I that. I can't, I can't, but that would be traumatizing. That would be absolutely traumatizing. There should be a special episode later where he dies like in the last season. Yes. I have to deal with that. Oh, after all this time, I've been hiding you. Yeah, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah. Overall, good episodes. How did that one end? Because how did, what did Belvedere write in his diary? Uh, in that one he's writing, he's writing something about, uh, Gandhi said that uh, discipline and hard work were the key to, Good night, Mr. Belvedere. Good night, Kevin. Mahatma Gandhi, Gandhi wrote that, Good night, Mr. Belvedere. God damn it, Heather. Fuck you, Heather. Mahatma Gandhi wrote, Good night, Mr. Belvedere. Good night, child from Robin and the Seven Hoods. Mahatma. Good night. Oh, forget it. I'm going to bed. Yeah, one of the weaker kind of endings, I guess. Yeah. But it also establishes that the kids now love Mr. Belvedere, even though right. he probably abused them. Yeah. And well, um, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. And that the seal is here to stay. Defo. So that's what we've learned. That's, that's what we learned. learned. That's what we had with happened this week. According to our new arrival, life is more than mere survival.
Episode 72 of Ramjack. Thank you so much for listening. We love you, listeners. Thank you, guys. We love you. We, we love you. We love you. All right, Brad. What are you doing later? What are you doing after the show? Hey. Let us know. Give us a call at 206-339-5894. Once again, that number is 206-339-5894. We don't have any voicemails this week. Yeah. <sighs> Slackers? What's wrong with you people? You got nothing to say? You have no thoughts in your mind? Brad, it's been a busy week. Don't berate our listeners. I'm just wondering. We're lonely. We missed you. We told you we loved you. Was it, was it too fast? Brad, Did we not say it soon enough? It might have been too late. Too little too late. I'll destroy a mink for you. Brad. Will that help? Well. Let me know. <laughs> let, just call and let us know. Let Brad, let us know what Brad can do to win your affections back. To win your heart. We did get some email. Oh, we did get email. Where can they email us at? You can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Now, we got some email. Um, You'll remember um, we, we had a mysterious listener that we didn't want to reveal the name of. We didn't, he didn't list a name and we didn't know if we should throw that out there. Uh, with some questionable uh, capitalization and spelling and grammar issues. Oh, Brad, he's a kid. He's a kid. It's okay. I, I say I'm not a stickler for such these things. As long as we can understand what it says, that's fine. We got another email from this cool cat. Um, he, sent, he sent us an Alf, yo. He suggested we watch yeah, yeah. Third Rock from the Sun, our Alf. Yeah, in my mind, I, I just know him as Alfio. Yeah, his name is Alfio. Um, well, he sent us an email. Um, then he immediately sent the same email again, but he, he was, he'd improved his, his punctuation and grammar, supposedly, though not really, because it's the same email. I think there may have been a copy-and-paste mistake, <laughs> which I only point out because it's hilarious to me that he sent the exact same thing, with, and he says it, Sorry for the bad grammar. I'm working on it, and I forgot to spell check, and I am not from the summer camp. My name is Zach, and I'm 16, and I was wondering what do you have against Third Rock from the Sun? I like the show and think it's funny, so you better so you better alf yourself. And, yeah. what, and what is your opinion on Quantum Leap? I think it's great. Sincerely, Mr. Z. Mr. Z is his name now. Quantum Leap is fucking awesome. Um, what do we have against Third Rock from the Sun? Eh. Eh. I mean, not I guess for me. it's good for what it is, but not it, for it's me. just not, it's not what we're into so That's, much. It's, it's, I need, if, if I'm gonna watch a ridiculous sitcom, it has to be an 80s ridiculous sitcom. Yeah. Alf fits the bill, though. Alf was definitely something to I, yeah. Well, we, <laughs> I did love the line, you better Alf yourself. You better Alf yourself. <laughs> Classic. Alf yourself, everybody. Um, oh, we did throw include a PS. PS, lightning striking a volcano photo included. Yeah. Which, and he sent a photo of lightning striking a volcano. Which was pretty awesome. So that's that's a nice little that's a nice little thing to get. Thanks, Alfio. Thanks, Alfio. Slash Mr. Z. Then he sent us uh, another email. It's me, Mr. Z. Sorry for sending the same email two times, but I noticed there were some spelling errors. <laughs> um... Uh, which I corrected. No, you, you didn't, though. Same email. You didn't. You, these, have, these have the same lack of punctuation and lack of capitalization errors. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just pointing out because I find it hilarious. Feel free to send um, bizarrely <laughs> Brad, I don't think we're criticizing messages. our listeners who actually send us email. Well, and then he sends some, some YouTube links that don't work. <laughs> also, I forgot to tell you, I am from Tennessee. Soddy Daisy, to be exact. That explains a lot <laughs> about the... Where is Soddy Daisy? I have no idea. Oh, you know, I, I, I've heard of Soddy Daisy. Is that in western or eastern Tennessee? I'm not sure. Or even middle. It's, it's in Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. That, but that explains your confusion with capitalization and, and grammar and punctuation. But your YouTube links don't work. And then he sent another email saying that the YouTube, YouTube links don't work, which it's fun. I just pointed out because there's it's fun for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we've offended you, but you've amused us. And that's what it's all about, really. <laughs> I love you saying like this, like, okay, now look. 
I'm sorry we've offended you or like made you mad, but at the same time, I'm what I'm greatly amused by your antics. And that's all that matters to me, really. I don't. I do the show to amuse myself largely. Guys, I mean we all do, but right. guys, please continue to amuse Brad. Send him more emails at ramjackpodcast at gmail It's fun. It's amazing. Also, join that Facebook group. It is a good time. It is awesome. It's rocking and rolling. I mean, what else can we say about that? Cool stuff there. Special well, perks. Definitely special perks. Alex posts wacky videos. <laughs> I post things that I just find that are odd. I, because Alex, because Alex is afraid of social media, he likes the the security of the Facebook group because you don't have like the wacky weirdos like relatives and people and idiots mm. posting comments. That is so where a normal person would just post these links like on their Facebook page or on Twitter. Alex puts them directly to the group because he's like, look, I don't want the assholes getting in on this. I want to share it with you guys, the people that I know and trust. Yeah. So that's what you're getting. You're getting yeah. <laughs> you you're in Alex's preferred friend group. <laughs> Did you see that Mantis video I put on there? I did. Dude. That's pretty awesome. I almost want to have a Mantis now. No. It's like a pet. You can't have a Mantis pet. Why not? Because it's fucking creepy and I would suck it up with a vacuum cleaner. Did you see where its hands were over its head and it was bobbing back and forth? I didn't know insects were karate. <laughs> fucking creepy. If I but, saw that thing, vacuum cleaner. You would never have to worry about You would never have to worry about spiders or any type of insect again because that's all they eat. Well, I would have to worry about Mantis though. But Mantis would just be there. It would just be wa- walking around. Mm-hmm. But I mean... Yeah. I say all that only to say they're creepy as hell looking. Yes! But those... <laughs> but the demon flower mantis looks more kind of creepy, but it's colorful, so it looks more friendly. And plus, it just bobs around and knows karate. It's little hands up in its air like... What happens when you wake up in the middle of the night and there's a mantis sitting on your chest karate chopping at you? Well, I just wake up, I like feel something on my face, and there's a mantis just like batting my nose. Yeah. Then I was like, Mantis, I'd pick it up and put it down and pat its little head. And then it would fly at me and continue to like... Exactly. You know that they... I looked up stuff on Mantis, and I think I even put this on the Facebook group, like a random fact. They will eat anything that's smaller than them that they can kill and eat. Which not only includes insects, which is most of their diet, but if you get a large Mantis, it will kill small mammals like rodents and snakes and eat them. There's insects. Fuck that shit. There's insects that are large enough to kill mice. And, dude, that's weird. I just need somebody to kill crickets. Dude, dude mantis can do that. I've been, crickets keep getting into my apartment as of late. I heard you. I saw a tweet about that. Oh, like, it's been like three food? times now. Did you find it and kill it? I did. It's hard, though, because they, like, throw their cricket chirp. Yeah, and it took some time. Me and the vacuum cleaner hose got out because they're fast. But vacuum cleaner hose, I found, is... <laughs> As with everything, is the best way to deal with any sort of insect. Your preferred weapon of choice. It really is. If you ever get burglared or another cat gets <laughs> in your apartment, you're gonna go at it <laughs> with a For a second, I thought you, you said burglared. I thought I actually meant like a burglar. Like a guy comes in, I'm just gonna be like, <gasps> well, yeah, that's what I meant to imply. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. In any situation where something yeah. invades your home, you get the vacuum cleaner. Vacuum cleaner. Out. It is great, guys. If you have, if you have any kind of insects, vacuum cleaner. There's two options: get the vacuum cleaner with the extender hose, mm-hmm. or get a mantis. Or just get a larger vacuum. I don't know if I could live with a mantis just like freely roaming my house. Because mm. it would kind of scare me yeah, until I got used to it. Yeah, fucking creepy. Um, oh, one other thing I want to mention. All right. Um, is uh, Nonsense Cast gave us an awesome plug. Oh, really? I think two episodes ago, but they record and get episodes out faster than us. So we didn't get to mention Ooh. in the last episode. But it was really awesome. And, they, and yeah, they talked about us for a while. So thanks, Des and Mike. You guys are awesome. Yay. The Nonsense Cast? Yes, Nonsense Cast. And they're in our Facebook group now, too. Yay. Yay. Where all the cool people are. It's for elite clientele only. So join it and you'll be elite clientele. Also, maybe give us a uh, iTunes review. Do that. Subscribe via iTunes or any RSS feed reader you like. But iTunes, you want to use iTunes. Yeah, it's it's the best of the best. Come on. Visit our website, curiositybounds.com forward slash ramjack. 
Indeed. Go there. It's fun. Listen to old episodes? Guys, I'll just let you know, there might be a special episode coming down the pike. Maybe? Uh, you may or may not be aware, but uh, take a look at your calendar. There's a special day coming up. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything else, but might be something special coming. Not saying anything. <laughs> but don't forget. I know I won't forget. How could you? This episode, we'd like to we'd like to end the show with a dramatic recreation from a, a, a very... A very touching and special scene from an episode of Hoarders. Alex will be playing part of Chainsmoking Wife. I will be playing the part of Morbidly Obese Bedridden Husband. I need to speak to my husband. This is serious. Uh, the county could take the house. Uh, it's, it's all Heather's fault. It's, uh, it's not Heather's fault. It's your fault. Buying so much shit. It's completely unmanageable. Could you bring me a pickle? No, I don't have a pickle. I need a pickle. Talk real funny down here. We drink too much, we laugh too loud. We're too dumb to make it in no northern town. We're keeping the niggas down. We got no neck. Yeah.